Um, I will say though, in the Brian game, dog, Odegaard could have my children. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the We Know Ball podcast. I'm your host, Jack, and I'm here today with my single co-host, Oscar. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you're all doing very well. Actually, funny thing I said, ladies, you know, I looked at our Spotify analytics. We have zero female listeners. Oh, so I guess it's just actually terrible. That's I actually guess it's just hello, us. gentlemen. Yeah. Hello, gentlemen yeah. and potential <laughs> so ladies. Bad. Potential True. ladies, we are always in the market. So if you know any women who want to who want to get a listen to a, a soccer podcast, please send it to them. And remember, rate us five stars and follow True. us on follow us on platform. TikTok, Reddit. Okay, okay. No, 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 not again, not again, not again, not again, not again. We're good. Uh, this episode is going to be a little more relaxed and normal, uh, mainly because the the collective IQ went up by about like ten points, um, just because Bobber's not here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love you, Bobber. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke, guys. I'm not going to listen to this over Please, anyway. it's a joke. It's a joke. Um, but yeah, today's going to be more laid back, and I apologize for any audio issues uh, at the moment. I'm sitting outside of my dorm room recording in a courtyard with planes and police, so if you hear any <laughs> sirens or anything, uh, just know I'm in South Central LA, so that's all you can really expect from here. Um, which Fucking is, great start. Yeah, it's a fantastic start. <laughs> Um, oh God, I, there's a, we're going to do our, we're going to start with our weekend review per normal. Um, I'm going to start because we had a, we had an episode. We haven't had an episode since probably the saddest day of my soccer career. I, um, you know, I would agree. Probably the day that I've felt the least hope ever before. And that was a <laughs> Wednesday, April 6th, just the day, the day of doom. Um, oh, I do actually have a question for you about that. Yeah, of course. You texted Go me on. and you said, statistically, we have a 49% chance of getting relegated. Yes. How is that calculated? Uh, it's some bookies odds. Uh, there was some odds that had us at 49%. It had like Burnley had dropped then to like 41 after that game. Um, and then Watford was up in the 80s. And then Norwich is like 99.9. Yeah. Um, but then after this weekend, we're down to 30% again which is pretty cool. And Burnley's up to 60%. Okay, um, could be worse, could be worse. Which could be worse. But yeah, that's a statistic I saw. I forget exactly who had it, but it was a bookies website. And I know that you can, like the odds for Norwich staying up are so funny. Like if you look them up, I don't have my computer in front of me, so I can't really tell you exactly what they are, but I'm pretty sure they're like negative 999,999. <laughs> like Jesus it's just, Christ. it's just like they're saying it's surefire they go down. Which I mean, is very be, funny, but I feel like we could have seen this coming. Come like no, whatever. yeah, literally <laughs> like, the definition of a of a yo yo team. Yeah, little elevator squad. But you know, you know, like how it works is they get the Premier League backing every time they go down to maintain as a club. So they're getting pumped with money every year, pretty much. Yeah, but like they just have not been able to convert for like fucking what six seasons now. Well, yeah, they're just a like they. I guess they're not really a farm though, because no one leaves Norwich. Except Ben Godfrey, really. Yeah, what, fucking Timo Pukki? Yeah. Um, <laughs> to be fair, Todd Cantwell's doing well at Bournemouth. We're, we're on a tangent. We are on a tangent. Oh, yeah, I'm fair, going fair. back to the Burnley-Everton game. Um, that, was, that was the lowest moment of my, of my supporting career um, that day. Because the fact we were up 2-1 in the second half, 
and then capitulated completely just from individual errors and stupidity to go three two. At that at that moment, I genuinely felt that it was over. Like it felt like there was actually no hope. Um, because realistically, if the this weekend hadn't turned out how it was, there wasn't any hope. Um, but the gods favored us this weekend. Uh, True. But yeah, I think the the crazy thing is that the the way I've realized in soccer, and I've said it, Oscar can attest. I've said this for probably three years. The less I care, the better my team does. Like it, I, I mean, it's fair. actually disgusting. It's disgusting. Like I was watching, I, I was texting the boys during the. I, I'm an LAFC fan. I think you all know that already. But I was texting them during the LA Galaxy LAFC game. And I was like, oh, every time I watch the team that I support, they lose because we were losing 2-0 in like the 68th minute. I was at the, I was having food. And then I walked out of the place I was having food. And the minute I walked out and stopped watching the game, I get a notification on my phone that LAFC scored. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm genuinely cursed. Um, but then I was, so I thought this weekend, I was like, oh, I, I won't watch the game. Like, or, well, actually the LAFC game was after, after the Everton game. Um, right. That I, I only watched the highlights of because it was at four thirty a.m. So I was like, oh, I don't. I'll watch the replay after I knew the result already. Um, but I don't know what it is. I feel like I just have a curse where every team I watch and support loses. So that being said, I'm no longer watching Everton games. I will just be commenting on them and pretending like I watched them. Are you um, telling me the twenty second of May at eight a.m. we will not be together to watch Arsenal versus Everton? If if it's within like three points then no <laughs> okay fair enough i will be i will be sitting restlessly in my bed sitting upright just thinking about the game but not watching it <laughs> just sitting there just sleep paralysis demon frank lampard in the corner of your room yes yeah. nightmare in real life um but let's move let's move into this game week uh we'll finish off with everton's result because i already talked about everton this week but let's start with the newcastle wolves uh game one nil, pretty standard. Uh, to be fair to Newcastle, I think they're one of the eight teams in 2022 that's still in, in like the top four flights that's unbeaten at home in 2022. You, well, I mean, to be fair, when you pump in what like 87 million pounds into a team, yeah, I'm... but that's that we've seen that didn't work other places. <clears throat> True, Everton. Um, so it's like I, I'm just I'm impressed with. I think they're actually a decent team. Like they're they're very capable and i said it, i said it last uh, a couple podcast episodes ago and i'll say it again i genuinely think if they invest like they did this winner that, that they might have a chance at uh at europe next season not like europe europa league but maybe a like conference league, league finish i just yeah. think they'll be competing in that wolf as we saw like in the wolves bracket of of teams like they just have that kind of standard and i i don't know it's interesting to me that they're they're very decent, and I think they're still rebuilding a lot. Like a lot of dead wood still has to go, like actual <laughs> dead wood. wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ah. Even though he scored the pen to win, but True. but I think they're just they're on the up, and so I I see them doing well next year. And I think this result kind of reflects that they're on that trajectory a little bit. Oh, you know, I do agree. I I like genuinely. I think it was Robbie who was like, "No, there's literally no shot." But like, uh, I could genuinely see it happening. Realistically, if we keep. I mean, as you said, like on the path they're staying on right now. Yeah. Like, I feel like considering what fucking eighth in the Premier League in theory can get to Conference League if like a top four win the FA Cup. Yeah. Like, that's not 
feasibly that hard to do if you get another injection of 100 million pounds. Yeah, for sure. And and there's we'll go into this later as well, but there's there's a lot of movement from Newcastle in the transfer market, obviously, because they're just absolutely loaded. Um, <laughs> but they, they have a lot of opportunity to even just get the players that they have out and then bring in these new players that actually want to just challenge for stuff. Um, and we might they might get bigger names than we think, to be honest. True. Uh, but I think I think Eddie Howe might have to go for them to make that full step up. But I think they can definitely become a very stable Premier League team under Eddie Howe. A hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, even like historically, Newcastle's been like until they got relegated in what twenty eighteen or some shit. They were like one yeah, of something. seven teams to never go down, which alone yep. I think kind of proves that they're in a they're way. Massive. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're huge. Um, speaking of huge, onto big <laughs> leads, big leads. Uh, 3-0. I think this is the best Jesse Marsh performance I've seen so far. Yeah, I was going to say. Good football. Just everywhere. Bucket man left. Now they're doing good. Shocking. Man. Do you hear about the, sta- the fucking thing they're building for him? Yeah, bro. I, it's so funny. They don't give insane. him a statue. They give him a literal bucket. I know. <laughs> but like, to, be, to be fair, though, like I feel like it's kind of what he's like when you think of yeah. that man, you think of him sitting on a fucking water cooler. And and it's also heinous for them to build a a statue of a guy who literally just got a massive club promoted again. Yeah. Under exactly. new ownership. Like yeah. to, but 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 commemorating him is definitely worth doing. hundred um, percent. So I, I think agree. that that's like the right move is to just to just have something to remember the work he did. And hopefully Jesse Marsh can continue to do well there. But to be fair, it was against Watford. Um, so I'm not going to like big up this performance as like a huge thing, but right. But I think it was definitely a, a step forward in the right direction. I mean, to so, be fair, we have seen big clubs um, shit the bed to Watford before, notably yeah. Liverpool. So like, yeah. you know, I feel like we're still somewhere to be done there. True. Very true. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Watford is like, Watford's one of those teams where, they either play just the worst football I've ever seen or they have a day and they just take over. It's very, very weird. Yeah. But I think they're pretty nailed on going down. Um, no, I agree. I think it's nailed think, as far as it goes. I'm not going to lie in the summer. Oh, oh, there's there's a decent amount of talent there that will go, to be honest. It's not a... Keeper. Yeah, dude, I think he even knows it. I was listening to his podcast today and he said that uh, he was talking with... Tobe Jizzle from the Sidemen and they were talking about like internet or something and he says oh yeah I'm, I have this place like apparently his house gets like two megabytes up like just the worst internet ever <laughs> so um, bad yeah it's literally terrible and and, and Toby's like oh you need to get like a an injection of, of internet to your place like a direct line and uh, he said like oh uh, I'm, I'm leaving in like six months anyways I'm moving out anyways so it doesn't really matter um, oh so I think that kind of shows that I think his time at Watford is over. He's on Hopefully his way out. He comes. I think he might come to the MLS, but maybe he'll stay championship level. I mean, he's still a decent keeper. It's just I, like, say, I could see him going to like some random team like fucking Aberdeen or like Iberian or some shit. Like just yeah. firming it out the last couple of years of his uh, career. Well, it's just a great PR move to sign him, to be honest. Just have the yeah, exactly. vlogs pumping for your club and then people, and especially if he goes to MLS he's a steal of a signing, even if he doesn't start for you, just to bring brand recognition to your club, and then you get a bunch of English people who watch Ben Foster start watching the MLS because of him. Yeah. No, um, it is it is literally the most free promo in the world. 
yeah, yeah. So talking about free, let's talk about probably the worst display in the Premier League I've seen this year. Southampton. Yeah. Yeah. That South- was what is wrong with Southampton? To like, be fair, one- they do this shit every season. Every season, That's they what I was gonna say. one game heinously and then fucking ball out for nine Bro, months after. This this would have been like I'm not. I watched I watched this game like I watched like seventy percent of it. I missed the very start of it, but. This should have been a 10-0. Like, Chelsea missed some sitters. Like, Timo, Timo was not good. Mason Mount was unreal this game, by the way. <laughs> like, he, but I think everyone was. Like, they literally destroyed this team. Yeah. Um, but shout out to their keeper. Their keeper was Foster or Forrester. I think it's Forrester. I am pretty sure it's Forrester. He did everything he could. Like, the reason that this wasn't 10-0 was because of Forrester. The defense was just shocking. Um, I was going to say, what do you think, like, went wrong? Again, I don't know. It's once a year. That's what I'm like. I, I would say I would give you a reason for just this game, but it's happened before. Like right. twice. They lost, they lost to what? Leicester? Leicester 9 0 and Man U 9 0. Man U, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like so bad. Like that, both times. That's so bad. How'd you even do that? Yeah, I don't know. And and they were, they're, I felt like they were doing so well this season. Like everything right. was. Do you know what also I've like, this is a, a little tangent because of so well. I thought Crystal Palace were flying, but they're in like 11th. Oh yeah, I agree. No, Crystal Palace is, is the Premier League's bogey team. It's strange. It's strange. I think they just win against the teams you don't expect them to. And so you think that they're doing super well. Yeah, I agree. Like 100%. Um, but yeah, this was, this was a strange one. I think Chelsea fans, from an objective standpoint, I don't think Chelsea... All right, sorry guys. Just to recap, you guys, our our bot broke down for like the fourth time today, um, but we were just going over the Arsenal Crystal Palace game and talking about the the masterclass we saw from Nuno Tavares and Gabriel Magalhaes. Nuno, Nuno Tavares is shit. Palace was a bad display. To be fair, at the time I wasn't that mad because it was like the first game we had lost in like seven matches, some shit. Which like whatever yeah. you lose, it is what it is. Um, I will say though, in the Brian game. Dog, Odegaard could have my children. <laughs> this man is so good. The free kick that fucking got saved. I don't know. Dude, also, how do we not convert off of that? Like, that was so poor. Got saved. Yeah. Hit the ball when the goalie's already out of position. Like, come on. Regardless. Pros from that game, at least. Um, What's his fucking name? Gabriel uh, Martinelli looks good. Uh, no. Well, I mean, Magalhaes was like, whatever. Terrible. His, yeah. that, that first goal was... Oh, no, it wasn't the Brighton game. Sorry. We're talking about the Brighton game now. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I didn't watch this one, so you just filmed me in. Um, the uh, Odegaard had a free kick in, like... I don't know. I want to say, like, the 70th-ish. Uh, God mm-hmm. save, top left corner, and then... I don't know who caught the rebound, but fucking hit the bar, and then someone cleared it from Brian, which was, like... We should have scored that. Pain. Exactly. Um, fucking Odegaard then scored from, like... 30 yards out, just a <laughs> fucking slapper of a goal. And like, this kid's just so good. He's like 23. We have him until 2027 or some shit. Yeah. Like, this dude is literally going to be the catalyst of our team for the next five years. Yeah, he does look unreal, to be fair. Like, I think his, what I've always been, what I was surprised by is how well he presses. Like, he doesn't stop running. Right. Which is like it's a good thing and sometimes a bad thing because he gets caught out of position and then makes a silly mistake trying to track back. But like I just feel like that's the only liability, and he's so young that you can get that out of him. Just exactly. tell him to chill out. 
but there, there was one time I don't remember what game it was. I was watching him with Robbie, and um, he slid back and gave away a pen, and Robbie yeah, was he like, does oh. he said that like three times. Well, yeah, but like Robbie was like, oh, like I bet you're pissed that that happened. I was like, honestly, no, not really, because that means that at least he's like willing to put in effort to come back and help defend, as opposed to like our other fucking midfielders that don't do shit. Yeah, true, true. So like, um, it could be worse. No, definitely. But let's move on to to uh, what this result has has spurred on. If you get what I'm saying, fuck off. Tottenham four, Aston Villa zero. But that really puts it up in the air. I think. I genuinely think that's that's a wrench in the works because Tottenham, that front three, SSK, disgusting. Or very SKK. good. It is still Tottenham. Yeah, true. But like, it is still Tottenham. Hotspur. It feels different though. I don't know, like. Yeah, but like the Conte, it's Conte. But Tottenham in a four-day span beat City and lost to Burnley. Yeah, true, true. Like it's fucking Tottenham, dog. They're ballers by breed. Yeah, like I just I don't see a world in which they find a way to. Oh fuck! I don't see a world in which we find a way to be coherent and actually achieve anything out of a season. I disagree, but I understand where you're coming from. I just think that now, now it's all seeming like it's piecing together in my eyes. I think the personnel is still a little lackluster. Like the fact that Matt Doherty is their left wing back. That's <laughs> so bad. No, but here's the thing. I know he's, he's good. Playing like, like a god. Paper, like on paper, the fact that you're no. relying on Matt Doherty is fucking heinous. For sure. And I just think like when you have Rahulian back though, like when you've got him on the left and then Darty on the right, and you bring in a couple of other decent center backs, uh, that's a scary team now. Like, like it that's is. A, I, I becomes don't disagree. a very good team. Um, so I think, about I think fucking Reguilon, Arsenal. Though. Have you seen oh. his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, we have. Dog. Marta? Marta. Baddie. Honestly. Certified baddie. Speaking anyway. of certified baddies, <laughs> let's move on to the bald-headed king. The absolute <laughs> goat. The man who may have saved Everton this season, Timu Puki. <laughs> I love this man with my soul. 2-0 Burnley. I watched a, a good amount of this game, and to be fair, at Norwich, like I just think Dean Smith's a better coach than Norwich deserves. Like They set up well, and they, they have a good... I feel like he has a good plan that is put into place, but the team's just so bad. Uh, you know, um, I don't disagree. <laughs> And and I just I I feel the opposite about Sean Dyche at Burnley. I feel like their team, like actually, if you look at Burnley, like the actual squad they have, it's not great. But like on an individual talent basis, like if you took Weghorst and put him in another team, Cornet put him in another team. If you took Tarkowski, Pope, if you actually like go through the there's there's some holes, some big holes. Like their right back is booty meat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> One of their center mids are very bad too, um, but yeah, Burnley looked terrible, and Norwich didn't look that good. But it's just one of those ones that you take. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just no, take and you move. Um, and Lee's Malou, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm 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 interested to see what happens if Burnley goes down because they have a lot of players who I think can play at this level, but I just don't know who. I guess the teams coming up would probably look at that and, and have their mouth watering a little bit over it, you know? But yeah, Burnley's actually only 
they have the least amount of wins in the league. They have four wins, but their Brexit football has gotten them 12 draws. Brexit football. So it's like <laughs> they get a crazy football. amount of draws just because they sit in those deep four. So I don't uh, know. It was boring game. Just two two meh teams, you know? Like they're I don't think they're good I don't think they're bad enough to necessarily go I think Norwich is bad enough good to go down, but I don't I don't know. It's an interesting one. I I think Norwich are fucking like Norwich is shit, dog. Let's be real. They're so bad. They're so bad. But I think they have good intentions, so we love we love Norwich here. Uh, sure. We're all Canary fans. Um moving on to another this is a really bad transition, but I'm I'm <laughs> moving on anyways. Uh, moving on to other animals, Leicester City versus Crystal Palace, the Eagles versus wow. the Foxes. <laughs> good, good. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank um, you. I did not watch this game. I'm going to be completely be honest. Okay, cool. Um, but just on like a, a general standpoint, I think uh, Leicester is on the up. I think they're on the up. Uh, I think James Madison back is so big for them because I'm – I genuinely think he's one of the most underrated ballers in the Prem just because he doesn't get the England spot. Like, I think he's on the same level as, as Mount and then them lot. But it's just he doesn't get this England spot because Gareth Southgate doesn't like him for some reason. Um, <laughs> but he's changing that team. And I think and Crystal Palace is... Gareth Southgate. <laughs> so fucking bad. Yeah. He's so bad. I, I don't understand how he has a job. Right? It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. Did he? He didn't manage anywhere before, did he? Or did he? he I think he managed like a League One team. No, maybe? he managed. No, he was the fucking. He was the man who gave Ali Dia his only Premier League game ever. No, that was Southall, wasn't it? No, 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 no. It was Gareth Southgate. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> oh lord! I don't know. I I genuinely don't remember. But I'm telling that, you, I, that would guarantee not surprise it was me. Gareth Southgate. That's so funny. It's so yeah. bad. Like, it's so bad. Like, come on. <laughs> but he's he's so spoiled, that man. To have the England squad he has, to just be able to choose from that is actually vile. 100%, I agree. The amount of talent. Um, but yeah, I see. I mean, Leicester's, Leicester's going to be fine, but there's a lot of murmurs around that club about what's going to happen soon. So it'll be interesting to see what happens to them after this year. Um, what other games we have left? Oh, we've got the Brentford-West Ham game. Uh, Brentford on the, also on the up for real. Yeah, big up the bees. They, they literally have like six CDMs. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> like every single one of their players looks like a CDM. Um, but I don't know. They look good. I, I hope. I'm glad that they're staying up. To upset West Ham is big too, especially for you guys up in the in the top of the table. Agree. Because like genuinely, genuinely. Like, I don't have anything against West Ham, but the team that they actually have is just not good. Like, if you actually look at their lineup and, like, deep it for a minute, that that's a top five contending team, it's, it's oh, yeah, disgusting. It's it is very poor. I will give it to you. Fabianski, Craig Dawson, Aaron Cresswell, Mauro <laughs> Lanzini, and Pablo Fornals all in the starting 11. Like, how is that, how is that making a... How is that touching the top five? But okay, do you think that's more a testament to how like how, how good David Moyes is? I was gonna say how, how good, good David Moyes is, or how shit the rest of the league is, other than like City and Liverpool. Genuinely, I think this is the worst Premier League we've ever seen right now. Like this is this is the lowest quality league in a while, and I don't know why. It feels that way, at least. 
maybe not on you know, individual I, talent, but I just mean as teams. Like teams just don't look good anymore. I don't like, necessarily not, disagree with you. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not scared of anything. I'm like the the teams I'm scared of are City and Liverpool. But like we see this weekend, like people just can suck. Like you can just have a day where they people don't show up. The mentality's not there, and it's just not. It's not the same as what it was like in 2012, 2013. Like Everton back in 2012, yes, we weren't great, but like we would be up in the top half, like hanging about just based on mentality. And I just don't think anyone has mentality anymore. It's all of the game has transitioned so much to game's to, ruined. This game's gone, bro. Game's gone. Game's gone. Um, transition so much to individual talent that people are getting into teams just for like being able to do a lock croquette. It's just like. <laughs> No, don't sign. I mean, don't no. sign fucking James Rodriguez to the Premier League. Okay. Even though he did really well when he came here, but it's like, I mean, Jaden Sancho for like fucking four months. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah. Old Jaden Sancho is a prime example. But it's just yeah. like, I don't know. I'm excited. I think world football is taking a turn, and and the guys who are gonna make it, bring it back to that glory, are are young and on the up. So we just need to give it some time, and then we'll be back to that state. But it's like until Holland's 28. Like, we're going to have to wait a little while. Um, but yeah, Brentford, big win. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know whether they're going to get absolutely pillaged by other teams or whether they're going to be able to keep their core pretty strong. I think I could see this ending up as a, as a um, Sheffield scenario. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know, man. I, I'm in love with the way this club is run. So I just don't think it will happen. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. This is really poor quality league this year, but I don't think that's a testament to how Brentford are playing, if that makes sense. You know? Yeah, fair. But I just, I think like, again, as you said, you put, you get, you get like the 2015, 16 season, like Brentford are maybe scrapping it through to survive, but not much more than that. Yeah, true, true. It's just, it, I, I think with Brentford is I don't, because it's a lull right now, they're going to have time to build in a way because I think they're one of the only teams that still has that kind of edge to them. Um, and it's mainly because just, the, again, the way they're run is so well run, where they bring in the right players and it's all data analytics. There's no, there's no just allure optimized. about players. It's, yeah, it's just optimized. It's not about like, oh, let's sign the guy who, who will bring us fans from here or there. It's like, oh, let's sign the guy who can do the job we're looking for based on all these statistics. Like Janelt or whatever his name is. Like no one knows yeah. who Janelt is, but he's just perfect for their system. So it's like that's that's what it should be more like in other clubs, but unfortunately, people are so focused on on grabbing attention that it's gone away from it. Um, but the attention of the world was on the next game, Man City versus Liverpool two two, and this is where we see it. This is where we see the gap because this game, oh my god, the level of football is un- it's actually unreal. I'm not gonna lie, I did not watch it. But from what I've heard, it did seem like a fucking cracker and a half. It was like the first half was a cracker. Like that was a fantastic half of football. And I, I wouldn't even fault anyone for playing poorly or making that, like, that many mistakes necessarily. But like you just got to see world-class players be world-class against world-class players, which you'd never really... Usually you see like a world-class player playing against an average team. But like this, this right. felt like two behemoths in like the ring just fighting. And it was Would you say Kevin De Bruyne? Oh my God, Oscar! Ooh. Oh my God! Today he, today he proved that he's the best attacking midfielder in the world, like without a shadow. Interesting question for you. Yeah. Would you say this comes close to like El Clasico? 
Because huh. um, it is basically at this point the Premier League equivalent of that. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a. I I never think it can be there, because I don't think anything ever will be again. Um, and I think also, I think the quality is close. The quality is is, is par with those El Clasicos. The actual football, like that's being played, is on par. But the part of the El Clasico that it'll never get is the same allure, unless this builds up over years and years, and there starts to be an actual competition between these two clubs but for now it just feels like two giants who are in their own paths who clash every once in a while but madrid and barca is so much deeper it runs so much deeper but i do think that the quality of of this these two teams right now are are the same standard if that makes sense and you know i get that that's fair because i think you look at it the, the things you're obviously missing are ronaldo and messi but that's like i mean you can't replace that no one ever can replace that yeah, um, but then you look at like the defenses of both teams, and they're absolutely they're they I'd say they're so much better. Maybe, maybe you say Sergio Ramos and and Puyol get the get to go ahead ahead of them, but other than that, I don't really know. I don't really know if anyone gets better than than we see like a VVD and Robertson, and no one's played fullback the way these fullbacks are playing it. So I don't know. It's different. It's different, is what I should say. That's right. Um, and speaking of things going different, I'm gonna just gonna touch on this little transition to endure our next topic. Everton won, Man United nil, huge win, I really huge love win that at home. Boys. Um, but I think this was more of a testament, not necessarily to Everton. I do think it shows how how I think we've won five of our last seven at home. Um, so it shows how big of an advantage Goodison is, and how important the fans are to this to us staying up. Um, but let's let's transition into our next topic, which is more just about Man United. Um, in general, which kind of want to go over what's wrong with Man United. So I'm hoping that you and I could work together to to answer a couple of questions I've written down about it. Um, if only we had Robert. So like, I know, I know, we need Robert in this moment. But hopefully, we'll, we'll get his opinion on this another time. Um, maybe he'll do it. We'll do like an end of season review, maybe for our clubs, True. and he can go through his thoughts on it. Good but job. in the short term, like, what do you think could be done? between now and like the end of the season to try and contend for like getting back in the European the conversation you know what I mean like getting back in that talks with Arsenal and Tottenham do you I'm think there's like, anything that can get changed now to get back up there honestly no I think it's fucked at this point but how far off are they they're in like they're what in fucking they're in seventh I mean I okay the thing is like Arsenal have two games in, uh, sorry, have a game in hand on them and are three points ahead, mm-hmm. right? I think it'd be fair to say that Arsenal obviously have just been objectively better than Manchester United. Yes, yeah. So I don't see them getting into fifth at the bare minimum. I don't, don't think see, that they'll, oh yeah, I guess, yeah. I don't see them, even though they have a game in hand on West Ham, I don't mm-hmm. see them getting past West Ham and I honestly do see Wolves getting ahead of Man United again. So the only way yeah. I see Man United getting any sort of European competition is some fucking shithouse like, oh, well, all the domestic cups were won by City, so, like, conference league goes to 14th. Yeah, yeah true. I'm, I'm and, just looking at the table. I realized how few goals Wolves have scored. Right? They've only scored 33 goals. Yeah, defensive masterclass. They're for real. Um, but keep going, sorry. But, like, I just... I think at its core, the problem is is that Ragnick at this point is just a director of football and not a coach. 
And like, realistically, it was not that much of an improvement to get rid of Ole for Ragnik. Yeah. And if anything, that just fucked up the dressing room and like has destroyed the vibe and the chemistry between players at this point. And also bringing in Ronaldo, I think does not help along with all the other shit that's been happening at Man U. Yeah. Yeah. So I just I like, think, I don't, yeah, go ahead. I, I'm just like building on that point as well. I think that uh, Robert will be so happy at me saying this, but I think that bringing in an interim manager in general um, really is not good, not healthy. I agree. Because then automatically, eyes six months ahead. You know what I mean? Like no yeah. one's looking at the present. And, and even in this team, you don't really have anyone looking at the present um, because of that. Like realistically, who, who's focusing on your next game? Like who cares about your next three points? Is it the owners? I don't know. We, that's, I think that's one of the big problems is the ownership. Um, I don't know if they have the same ambitions as the club. But is it is it your board of directors? Do they want? Do they care enough to to make sure that the players know how important it is to get this Champions League spot? Right. And then obviously it comes down to the players too. It's like how much do you care about this, or, or are you just gonna wait to get your new manager and rebuild? Like, are you already in a rebuilding mindset, or are you gonna try and do with what you have? Um, but then I think even if you even if all those other things are aligned, it still comes down to the fact you have a guy whose job is done in six months. Um, and they're safe. They're not going to get relegated or anything. Right. And they're a big club still, so they'll still be able to attract big players. So it's like, what's the real allure of of the Champions League? Um, especially when you'd have to change so much to get to it. Um, but speaking of changing, like, what do you think we can do to the current team? Like, if you were to try and get these results, like an Everton win should be free for any team that's up in that part of the bracket, right? Like, up in that part of the table, realistically. 100%. A team in seventeenth, who's like the worst defensive team in the league, like how 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 would you change what they currently have to not lose one nil? I I'm not gonna lie. I think you just you have to get rid of Fred. <laughs> I think trying to play Fred in a See, no. footballing system at this point is not gonna work. I know he's been good for like four or five games, but like on anything can happen on the day, right? And I think that just like you can't fucking rely on Fred to get you yeah. wins. Yeah. Like, you just, you, I like, honestly, I think it's fucked. I think we just don't have a good enough midfield. Paul Pogba is on his way out mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally. Like, yeah. Scott McTominay is not a Man United player. Fred is not a Man United player. Like, the fact Diego Dallo is given an opportunity to shine in that squad just exemplifies a problem that none of these players should be playing for Man United as it stands to begin with. Yeah. I think I think that's pretty correct. I'd say the the only thing I disagree with is I think Fred should play. My personal opinion is it's either Bruno or Ronaldo who shouldn't play. It has to be one of the two. I think if you try and play them both, you get a, a weird power dynamic where they both think that they should be running the team. You see the same thing happen in Portugal too, where they both feel like the center point should be around them, but it just is not. Um, so like if I was to change the team, I think I'd sit Maguire. I don't think I'd let him be captain. I don't think he does. I think David De Gea deserves to be their captain. Um, yeah. Like, because realistically, he's been there the longest. He's seen the success before. He knows what it takes to be successful. He's done it with Atletico. He's done it in other places. So it's like, why would you not put trust in the man who's seen every part of your club, like through and through? Um, 
and who's been your best performer probably for the last five five years like pretty yeah. much well no um, he was shit for like two years in that span but i yeah, oh I yeah true true but but that's what i mean it's like you have this guy who knows exactly that's the thing with man U is is they don't have anyone who's been there for what man U means you know what i mean right they don't have anyone left really i think they they try and do it with juan mata and they try and keep these guys who have seen success before like and that's why Matic has been good for them recently because he knows what it takes to win games. And even though he's old and slow and, and off his pace, it's like you just need someone who knows what's going on. Um, so I think that's their problem is they don't have anyone who's been there and, and is willing to show people the way that like Seamus Coleman is for Everton, where it's like this is the spirit of the club. And like, yes, you guys are good at the game, but this is what it means to, to wear the shirt. And I just don't think that the players have the bottle to wear the shirt, you know, so. That's like yeah. my overarching thing is I, I think I'd keep Fred though because under Ragnick he's actually been class. I think I think I go to a midfield three, like a where where Fred and Bruno are my two eights, and then drop Matic in at the six, and then I would do a a Lindelof and Lindelof and and Varane when I could, and Dallow and I don't I don't know if whether Tellez or Luke Shaw is better, but one of those two, yeah. and then I but just. I mean, I, I think I just set up, I'd set up more defensively. I just don't think that they're offensively as good as they thought. And you just have to get points. Like at the end of the day, you just got to grab, get points. So it, a one nil is still a one nil. And if you have Ronaldo and you have Elanga and you have wingers like Sancho and stuff, you're going to get enough opportunities to score. And if you don't convert, then you just shouldn't concede, you know? Like that's yeah. the end, end all. But I mean, like, again, though, I feel like that's just damage limitation. I feel like I, the core problem is just that, firstly, your coach is not a coach and your players should not be your players. Yeah. Like, admittedly, yeah, you're trying to do the best you can with what you have, but, like, you just, there has to be better alternatives to what you're currently being given. hmm So how long do you think it will take for them to get back to that spot where they're, like, locked in like, the top four? Bro, honestly, like, two, three years. I don't see it happening for, for a good while. Yeah, I was going to say four. I think that you have to have these young guys who are there now grow up to be and even then, you have to get the right people around him. Like, you have to bring... I bring in, like... I try and get Rooney on staff. I try and get Ferdinand Dude, more Michael involved. Carrick! Yeah, that's a Carrick. Like, what the fuck? He was an injured... Not, not as a manager. No, but I'm saying, like, as, like, a, a assistant coach, like, a, yeah, a yeah. youth developer or some shit, like, this yeah. man showed up for three games and won two. Yeah. That's what I mean, is like, you have to just... get people who have been there and, and, and worn the shirt and just know what it means. Um... And you got to let these young guys grow under them. Because that's like that's what I'm so grateful for is I think Frank Lampard's done a great job with the people he's brought with him. Um, and like you can see it through Anthony Gordon. Like the fact that he just wants it so badly and that he has like the, the people around him to support him. It, show, it makes a player an actual threat. Like Anthony right. Gordon is a genuine threat now. Like he's on, he's on the... He's getting to the level of like the Sokka and Mounts and Foden's. Like just because of his his desire and having the people around him who can support him and tell him what it takes to get to that level is so big. And I just think you need to put those around the young people and then give them four years to learn and, and work hard. And hopefully under 10 hog, if he ends up being the one, he'll have a system in place and they will just stick with it and that they won't fire him after two years or whatever. Talking about that. You think Donnie gets recalled if Den hog becomes a manager? Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I think Donnie gets recalled no matter what. I, and I think that's okay. I, I'm not, I don't think Donnie's, 
Donnie's going to be one of those signings that you make and then he sits on your bench again and you're just like, why did we do that? He's not the solution for us. Oh, yeah, fair. Um, so I just think it'll take a little while for us to find something correct. Um, but speaking of people moving back to clubs, I'm going on to our next segment, which is my rumor mill. So what we're going to do is just you and I are going to go through some of the the rumors that I have listed here. Um, and we're just going to give them a grade and maybe discuss a little bit about, we'll give them like a, an American grading system. So like A plus to F signing. Um, and I have like rumored fees and things like that. And we'll just go through and, and talk about them a little bit. Because we're, we're moving towards the transfer window, which by the we way, are. all the listeners, like the boys can attest, this is when Jack becomes different. This is when <laughs> I, I, I am just the my prime version of myself is when the business side gets involved. I will not lie. This is literally what I care about the most. Um, so let's start with our first one. Uh, Divock Origi is rumored to go to AC Milan for a deal worth 18 to 25 million pounds. Do we, what are we giving that signing? Honestly, not bad. Yeah. I feel like it could be worse. I feel like it could be a lot worse. I, I think, I think that's a, I'd give that a B plus. As a signing, um, especially because your two main strikers are Giroud and Ibrahimovic, so it's like you do need someone that has legs. Yeah, um, true. Who's not forty to come in, and I think Origi is the right look um, in terms of like a player profile. Like I think he's genuinely a really good striker who just doesn't get a chance because he's behind worldies all the time. Uh, I so I, I like that signing. What, what would you grade it? Like, like a solid B plus. Like, immediately, yeah, it's you're like this is not going to be your fucking oh Mo Salah to Barcelona, whatever. But like, as yeah. like a squad player who's just someone who's needed in the rotation, like it's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our next one, which is actually a much bigger signing, but this one's actually looking like it's got legs, like legs, legs, is Rafinha to Barcelona. Uh, the deal's rumored to be roughly fifty million pounds. Um, and I'm. So let's first give that our grade, and then there's a supplemental question I have for it. But I'm gonna say if they pull that off, that's an A signing. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be a classic like Danny Alves to Barcelona type signing, where it's like you look at it and you're like, dude, what the fuck? And then he turns out to be the absolute baller for the club they need. Nah, dude, I think I I, I agree. I think that it's not gonna be a what the fuck though. I think it's gonna be like, oh my god, and then you're gonna you're gonna actually see how much of an animal this man is. I, I, my dad's a Leeds fan, so he watches a lot of Leeds games, and I've, I've watched a lot of Rafinha. And if he goes to the La Liga, oh my God, it'll be a problem. Especially if yeah. his front three is Aubameyang and uh, I don't know who they have. Oh, Fatih, maybe on the left? Or no, Ferran Torres. They have a lot of attackers, yeah. actually. Yeah, I just realized. Usman. Usman Dombele. Yeah. Uh, Adama Traore. But going on True. to that, I was going to say, do you think there's any players that should go in the other direction in the deal? Like, do you think anyone from Barca to like, as a, if you were the director Bro, of football of Leeds, who would you want to come in in the other direction? Um, I mean, if I were to pick anyone, like <laughs> Loki, if you have money for it, like it was one Dembele. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that would be. I don't think that's gonna happen though. <laughs> um, no, but like maybe, maybe some. Um, I don't know if they have like some center back to send out on loan or like. Someone like that, like like a, a loan in return, like a Gavi on loan yeah. or something like that. I thought it'd be very good for them. I was gonna say, I was thinking if they could pull it off to get uh Langlet, the center back, that was my yeah. guy I was looking at, that would be a big it, one. That's what I'm saying. Like someone like maybe like a Sergio Dest. Yeah, I was thinking also uh uh Sergi Roberto at right True. back. 
so you can replace the Luke Allen because I think he's getting too old a little bit. Yeah, little yeah off it. Um, So those are the guys I think I'd go for. And I don't know whether he's gone yet, but if he isn't, then I think also Miralem Pjanic would be a good one. Yeah, I don't even know if he still too, plays for him. I feel like he's just too slow and not like mobile enough for the Premier League. Yeah, but people said that about James and, and he came in and he had like nine assists. True. So I don't That's know. But, but I do think that there should be something going the other way and you can sweeten it. And then maybe, maybe it gets down. If it's a 40 million pound fee, that's a steal, in my Fair. opinion. Speaking of Leeds, though, they're, they're looking to move for Salzburg's Brendan Aronson, the American Messi. Um, it's LeBron rumored to James. be like a, yeah, the new LeBron James of soccer. It's rumored to be like 25 to 30 million, but it's because Jesse March obviously was his coach at Salzburg. Um, right. I'd give this signing, oh, I'd give it a, a B minus. I was my inkling was going to be um, C plus. Yeah, and the reason I'd give it that grade is simply because I first off I haven't watched enough of Aronson, but I do know he's he's class. He's very good in the press. Um, but I just think like when you bring someone from from Salzburg, and obviously it works with Holland. Like we're not gonna we're not gonna talk like it didn't work with Holland, right? And, and you've seen Daka have some decent success at Leicester. So it's just a question of, does he, is he going to be able to, he's a smaller guy. Um, is he going to be able to deal with what the Prem's physicality is like? And if not, how, how is he going to change as a player physically in order to adapt to it? Um, so there's, I think there's a high ceiling to it though. But there's also yeah. a very low floor. There's a very low floor and a very high ceiling. So that's why I gave it a B minus. I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, you heard me. I was gonna say C plus. So yeah, this one's this next one's a juicy one, and I think this one's pretty. It's got legs, in my opinion. Um, it's a, it's technically a three team deal. So the way it's looking is, Man United obviously are interested in Declan Rice, um, who's been priced at like 125 million so pounds, dumb. which is. I mean, it's not. I don't think it's dumb because I generally think Rice is like the best box to box, one of the best box to boxes in the world. Um, but it is very, very high. But yeah. the way that apparently it's looking to line up is that if if Man United go to Declan Rice and buy him for 125, Calvin Phillips will go to West Ham for a deal around 40 million. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, who do you think is like the winner of this deal? Like, I I can't really tell. I think Leeds are technically the winner. <laughs> I yeah. But but also, West Ham to flip 80 million on Calvin Phillips to Declan Rice is that yeah, really a, is that jump? I I it's either way. I, I any way this comes out, I think Man United overpay for Declan Rice. I mean, it's Man U. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, true. But it's like even if he maintains world class status. He's still so expensive, so it's like, yeah, are, are you really going to brag about signing someone for 125 million? I don't think so. Um, and then our next one. This one's a good one for you. Oh, we didn't give that a grade. If that happened, I'd give it a overall. I'd get for Leeds. It's a, it's a B minus. For West Ham, it's an A, and for Man U, it's a that's C plus. A, yeah, that's. Poor. <laughs> that is poor yeah. menu if this goes through. Uh, this one's interesting. Arsenal are eyeing a loan move with an option to buy for Eden Hazard, and they are rivaled by Dortmund. Uh, Bro, okay. Do you think it's worth the risk to try that? 
No, absolutely not. Like under no circumstance. Yeah. I just I like I, I I'm sorry. We need to stop fucking buying washout players from Chelsea that were good four years ago. Yeah. Like it's just I'm sorry. It just it does not work. It's never worked. And like I I, I just I like if we do that, that's that's a peak Arsenal signing, which would like undoubtedly be a fucking D minus. Yeah. I'm giving like us an F if this happens. Actually, it's a the thing is, even if it's a loan though, you're still paying the heinous wages that he's on. So it's like it's not worth it in any way because he's injured yeah, all the right. time. He's fat, but maybe if he comes back to England, he's a demon. That's the only thing you're you're running he's the risk. He's literally of. obese. I know, I know, but but he could come back to prime. I don't know. He's still got time. He's not that old. He's not young, I mean, but he's not that. Yeah, old. but he is literally fat. Like he is fat. Yeah, true. The Bunda is insane, though. Like, I just, I don't know. I just, I don't, like... <laughs> like I yeah, just, get I, it. I, so your rating's a D minus, you said? Yeah, honestly, like, that's, that's a fucking horrendous signing for me, if it goes through. Yeah, I'd go D minus or F. Like, it's not good. Right. This one, this one's pretty easy, but interesting. And I think it's so, it seems like such a signing they'd make, is... Man City are prepared to activate the Marino's 50 million pound release clause at Real Sociedad. He's the Spanish international guy. Right. Their center mid. He's like 25, I think. Um, and this would be, in my eyes, this would be a steal. I just think everything, I trust everything Pep does though. Like every signing he makes, I'm like, yep, that's a great signing. And it's always the 50, it's every player they sign is worth 50 million. And you're like, oh, that's, that's a pretty expensive player, but it's not insane. And then they come, they're world class. Yeah, and it's like, like, that's what happened with Rodri. Like, I was like, oh, why would you buy Rodri for 50 million? Like, that's insane. And now, and now I think he's the best six in the world. So it's like, okay, yeah, I trust you, Pep. I mean, yeah, like, um, it is Pep though. Like, are you really going to doubt him? No, no. I'd give this an... A, a B plus just because it's fifty million, but I think I the upside is nuts, and it's yeah, city. So say, if he sucks, if he sucks, someone will buy him for like thirty five yeah, anyways. Bro, if he sucks, what they fucking sub in Elkai Gundogan? Ooh, yikes! Yeah, what the or fuck? Bernardo Silva? It <laughs> yeah, doesn't literally. matter. Yeah, the, this would be a class signing. I think this is probably. I'm trying to think. It's probably a, a Fernandinho replacement? Question mark? No, Maybe I mean, Fernandinho is like what thirty seven at this point. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to think of whose spot he would take in their rotation. But he, I guess he could, I don't know whether he can play the six and the eight. I know he plays the eight, but I, yeah, B plus for me. What'd you get it? Sorry, I don't know if I heard you. Oh, B plus um, as well. Yeah, I was going to say, so, like, somewhere between B and A minus. Yeah. Okay, this one, this one's a big one. Newcastle are currently eyeing Jared Bowen, who's currently valued at 38 million pounds, and they're also prepared to let go of ASM this summer for any deal around 50 million. So I, I looked that up just to say, first off, what would you think if they paid 38 mil for Jared Bowen? I, not too bad, but I also don't know how Jared Bowen does in any team that is not um, West Ham right now. Yeah, the thing is, again, I'll say it again, I think... West Ham are just bad, like on paper, as yeah. players. So if you put better players around Jared Bowen, he could be an absolute demon. Um, so just that move alone, I give it a B. Or a B Fair. minus, B minus. Yeah. Um, but then here's what I was theorizing. If you, were, if you were Newcastle, 
would you do a St. Maximin for Jared Bowen plus 15 million swap? Would you get 15 million for St. Maximin and have Jared Bowen come the other way if you're Newcastle? I mean, Loki, fuck it, why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I like, just, the thing is, I, I don't know how, I think ASM's not that old though. Yeah, he's what, like 26, 27? I don't know. I really have no idea. Oh, I looked up ASM age and it brought me like a tax thing. Nice. So let's let's figure out his actual age. Alan Saint. I can't spell. Um, I think he's like twenty five. That's not that bad, honestly. Um yeah, twenty five. I think Bowens is like twenty three, question mark, twenty four, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there, I think. So it'd be a pretty like for like swap, but yeah, I just I think you get a Jordy lad or like just an English Donny in there. Lads. And you get the fifteen, you get the fifteen mil on top of it. I'd take that. But I think St. Maxman's so good though. Bro, the Gucci headband does go so unbelievably hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of another big, big signing, I have a player who I think is criminally not underrated, but I don't think he gets enough credit. Uh Arsenal and Man U are looking to buy Yuri Tielmans from Leicester if they qualify for Champions League. Dog, are the I Belgians currently looking? He's looking for a move away in hopes of Champions League football, uh, with a price tag of twenty-five million being set on his head by Leicester City. Don't care. I'll take that literally any fucking day. Yeah, if Arsenal get Yuri Tielmans for twenty-five million, that's an A plus. Yeah, that's it's fucking yeah obscene. We so desperately need, need midfielders and strikers. However, like here's my only concern. I just don't know how he fits the uh, Arteta system because he is a slow eight, like a deep line eight. So he would not be a defensive midfielder, but he wouldn't be like the Odegaard press. So I don't know how he'd play in that. I just, I, I think it's fine regardless. I'm not going to lie. I think just any... You think Odegaard on, just, you have... I, yeah, I, I think, think Odegaard just, higher yeah. and then like fucking Thomas Party and then Tillemans and like holding it down. Yeah, that would be, that'd be, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think that's the right setup to have Tillemans and Odegaard maybe next to each other and then party in behind. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be perfect. If, if they pull that off, it's an A+. That's actually probably the best signing of the window if, if they get him for $25 million. Right. Um, speaking of Arsenal again, uh, Arsenal and Tottenham are, are apparently lined up to fight over James Madison this summer as well because uh, Leicester are looking to do just a squad overhaul, and Madison is like one of the big pieces that they're willing to let go of, and he's valued at $60 million. Um, Honestly, like a fucking C signing. We are, we got Odegaard as a replacement for like for exactly that role. Why do we need to sign someone else instead of either getting a striker or someone to actually help with our team? Here's my thought, though. You take... James Madison and play him higher than Odegaard because Odegaard plays like the high press right hand side eight, right? Right. And then you have Madison in front of him. I don't know what what looks personally. I'd prefer Tillemans over Madison in that case because obviously it's a thirty five million pound difference and you get a little bit better balance. But also I think Madison's a better player than Tillemans is. Um. So yeah, I'd True. give this signing. I'd give this signing a C plus if they made it because I I understand the vision, but. If they sell, maybe if they sell off ESR and then bring in Madison, I don't necessarily That's... disagree, but I just think that like, basically, I don't see a world in which you can 
adequately fit in both without them overlapping and just stepping on each other's toes. No, yeah, that's what I'm. I, I that, that's why I'm like it's a little weird to me. Um, but again, yeah. Arsenal are desperate for midfielders, so it'd make a little bit of sense. Um, and the final rumor I have for this week is the Villa overhaul. So essentially, <laughs> if you weren't aware, Villa are looking to sign Coutinho on a permanent, obviously. Um, but they're also looking at uh, Joe Gomez from Liverpool because he's fallen down the pecking order pretty heavily. Um, but they're looking to get rid of up to eight first-team players, including Danny Ings, are, are going to be available. Others include like John McGinn, uh, Douglas Luiz, Leon Bailey, and Tyrone Mings. This is more just like an open-ended question. Do you think any of those players deserve like a bigger move? Joe Gomez, low-key? Like, fuck it, why not? Yeah. I'd say the Joe Gomez signing would be great. I think uh, Coutinho, yeah, that makes sense. But if they pay the $40 million that is on that, that is crazy. Yeah, yeah that's fair. Um, so if they sign Coutinho for less than $30 million, that would be plus. If they sign Joe Gomez for like $30 million, I'm giving that a B. Um, but I, I really want John McGinn to go to Everton. <laughs> I really want John McGinn to go to Everton. But I do think he deserves a step up. I think he could go to... Uh, Man United as well. He was a guy I said that they would fix our midfield, and I kind of stick by it. Him or Douglas Luis, either of them would do it. Um, Leon Bailey, I think he'll go back abroad. I'm sad that didn't work out because I genuinely think he's a really good player. Um, Danny Ings, another man I'd really like to go to Everton just as a better backup than Solomon Ron. But <laughs> yeah, I think Villa is interesting because they they just aren't that good. Like, really aren't, even though they spent a hundred and whatever in the summer. And people think Jared's a good manager, which is so stupid. Um, yeah, I just don't think that they're good enough. So I understand the overhaul, but yeah, I don't think any of them deserve a bigger move. Yeah, Joe Gomez, like Loki, I can see it, but then I do agree with you. Yeah. All right, on to our next section. This one's a little bit quicker, and I thought it'd be kind of funny. I'm sad that Bobbert and Finn aren't here for this one, but. It's it's a new section I've created, and I can do this multiple multiple ones of these. I'll just do. I think we're pretty decent on time right now in terms of how long we've been recording, um, but we'll just we, do a couple. Yeah, we are only about an hour deep. Okay, then I've got. I can do more than I thought I could. Um, so the section is called "Who Tweeted This." I'm going to read out a tweet, and I think unfortunately you're probably the best at this out of everybody, <laughs> because I know that you're just a Twitter demon, football Twitter <laughs> goblin. Okay, you're right. Um, <laughs> but I'm just going to read a tweet and I'll give you progressive hints. Like, you know, the way that uh, Bobber does it in right. who he played for. Yeah, I'll give you those kind of hints. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the first one. This is a tweet and I'll tell you the date and just the tweet itself. So the tweet is, the tweet is quote, Mr. Bean, period. Funny. Tweeted July 27th, 2012. <laughs> I feel like that's a low-key a Jamie Vardy tweet. <laughs> I just, I feel like it's something Jamie Vardy would tweet out. Uh, it is incorrect, but I will give you your first hint. He is English, the man who wrote this tweet. Well, I figured. Like, um, fuck, who's like dumb enough to actually tweet that? Could it have been Mr. J-Lings himself? That's close. He did play for Manchester United, but that is incorrect. Okay, okay. interesting, interesting. This is very, very... Hmm. Could it have been, perhaps, wait, English has played for Man U. 
Mm-hmm. What year is it tweeted? 2010? 2012. 2012. Um, I'm between Phil Jones and Michael Carrick at this point. Oh, no, actually, I've, no, that's a Wayne Rooney tweet. Because Wayne Rooney has also tweeted out at Rio Ferdinand, hi, lads, you need a ride to practice today. <laughs> that is correct. It is, is Wayne it? Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wayne Rooney is correct. Um, Very no, funny surprised. tweet. <laughs> Mr. Bean, period. <laughs> funny. <laughs> That's okay. a very Wayne Rooney tweet. On to my next one. Um, this one's this, but it's very funny. Uh, quote, Am sorry, it was brought to my attention that I was wearing a shirt with the Confederate flag, but it was not. I was not aware what it means. June 26, 2014. Um, fuck. Who's stupid enough to do that and not know what a Confederate flag is? Uh, fuck. I'm feeling. I'm feeling low key. This is. This is gonna be a rogue shout. But hear me out. I think this may have been some Brazilian Donnie who went to like a knockoff Adidas store and was like, "Yeah, this shit fire." So I'm gonna say like fucking, uh, dude, Vinicius Junior as a six year old. No, no, incorrect. Incorrect. (laughs) Damn. First off, why would he tweet in English? I'd press, I don't know. Okay, fair. Why would he tweet that in English? Again, press, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll give you a hint. He played for Tottenham. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, oh, shit. Played for Tottenham? Is it Robbie yep. Keane? No, incorrect. He's Kenyan. Yeah. Kenyan? Oh, fucking Wanyama. Yeah, dude, that's obscene. He wore a Confederate <laughs> flag and didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So just went, my bad, so cheat. So that's funny. Unbelievable. The, fact, the fact that it just says "am sorry" at the front, like <laughs> he clearly actually wrote this tweet himself and was like genuinely apologetic, which is so. His Twitter, by the way, I was going through it. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh, didn't he the... tweet out like like spaghetti good? Yeah, he like had spaghetti for first time. Very fun, <laughs> or something like that. It was so <laughs> funny. <laughs> on to our next one uh watch my eighth ever film tonight period must have been bored period hashtag hate films uh october 17th 2014 um uh 2014 i feel like i've seen this tweet too i feel like this is a real madrid player i'm inclined to say marcelo Incorrect. He's English. Fuck. Is that also a Wayne Rooney tweet? It is not. Damn. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you two hints. You were correct with the Real Madrid, with the Real Madrid club. He no also shot played for Michael Owen. Fucking said that. <laughs> yeah. No Michael chance. O- Michael Owen. I've seen eight <laughs> movies at the age of like thirty-seven. He goes on the list of. Let me see if I can find the the actual list of movies he's seen. Bro. Um, <laughs> What a guy. The eight movies he's seen is Rocky, Heat, Ghost, Jurassic Park, Cool Runnings, Sea Biscuit, Karate Kid, and Forrest Gump. Oh, yes, good movies. Those were the eight films he had watched up to that point. So what um, wait, so he said Forrest Gump is boring? I think so. I think that's the one he was refer- referring to. Bars, love that. Or no no, he's he just watched he must have been bored. 
he says oh, like, I, I don't think I he see. said the film was boring. It was more that he watched a movie yeah, that was boring. Yeah, yeah. Um, mean, here's know, a good one. It, why not? <laughs> Microsoft just bought Skype for eight point five billion dollars. Period. LOL. Idiots. They could have downloaded, downloaded it for it free. free. No shot, dog. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. From. Okay. What is this from? This was from May thirty first, twenty twelve. Ah. That dude. Uh, who's? Uh, 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 I'm inclined to say Jay Links again. I'm not gonna lie to you. He is an Englishman, but it's not Jay Links. It is not Jay Links, but he is English. Who is also stupid and was around in what, 2014? 2012. 2012. Um, let's see. Could it have been perhaps 2012 Englishman dumb? Let's, okay, let me think through this. One. Like how dumb is the, your main thing? Yeah. Could it have been Joe English. Hart? Uh, it was not Joe Hart, no. Uh, I'll give not you a hint. Joe he Hart. Currently plays for Everton. He currently plays for Everton? Yes. Oh, Brody, you employ some idiots. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> that is that is poor from you. Yeah. Um, fuck, okay. Currently plays for Everton. English? Currently plays or is employed by Everton? He's he's on the team. It's not Leighton Baines. I was going to say, I, I had a feeling it might have been Leighton Baines. No, no, no. He's um, not that stupid. Uh, I feel like Michael Keane has a relatively low IQ, all things considered. Oh, you're 100% correct, but it's not Michael Keane. Um, that is devastating. I'll give you one last hint. Uh, he was 16 at the time. Of he this was 16 tweet. in 2012. Yeah. Is it Big Dom? No, it is Deli Alley. Oh fuck! <laughs> Deli Alley did tweet that out. Um, uh, dude, we need, we need to get him a Robin Hood account. <laughs> this one's this one's funny. This one is a good one. This is a, a Twitter thread, so I'll, I'll read through the thread, and then you'll just give me the name of the player that's in it. So I'll just go player, and then write say his tweet, and then the comment underneath. Right. So player, congratulations, Man City. You are really a shark team this season frowny face and then the comment underneath was top man i promise to stop wanking over your wife now pete and then <laughs> the reply is that would be great thanks mate <laughs> um uh, this was in uh 2018 i, I figured I, firstly is a reply jb vardy no 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 the, the reply isn't the player that's just a fan Oh, 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 uh, I thought it was just an interaction between two no, players. No, 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 no. No, it was a player and then just a random person. Okay, fair enough. Um, damn. Let's, let's go with, fuck. This <laughs> was a random one. Yeah. He was uh, not playing. He was not playing, I don't think, at this point. He was not playing? No. Bro, who is this man? Uh, fuck. Could, hmm, I, dude, I have no idea. I literally have no clue. I genuinely well, he was not playing. a he fucking was playing. clue. He was playing at this point. Um, do you just want your first hint? I, I would like the first hint, yes. Uh, he's English. Okay, well, helpful. <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck. 
let's go with I dude <sighs> who would have been pissed but still press ready in 2018 at City One. Is it Hendo? It is not Hendo, unfortunately. Fuck. Uh, my second clue is that he's played for nine different English clubs, but most notably uh, Tottenham. Or no, most notably Stoke City. Uh, Peter Crouch. It is Peter Crouch. Indeed. That's obscene. <laughs> Let me Google Peter Crouch wife. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know he, he played with so many different clubs. Well, yeah, uh, but yeah, he was playing for... Played for Burnley at the time with this oh, tweet. I, okay, to be fair, what's her name? Abby Clancy is sorry. Abby Clancy is is pretty fine. I'm not saying I could notice behavior. Bro, he was a it's bagsman a, for England. Uh, yeah. 2005, 2010, scored 22 goals in 40 uh, games. Yeah, big crouchy, bro. He also did the robot the World Cup. That was hard. Yeah, what a baller. One of the underrated ballers for sure. Him and um, Heskey. Also an <laughs> underrated baller. Legitimately underrated. Yeah, but Emil also literally got his career fucking ruined by KSI single-handedly. Yeah, that is so, that's so sad, but also that very funny. so funny. It's so funny. Yeah, so that wraps it up for that section now. Um, but I think it was... I found that so funny when I was that reading that. Unbelievable. Um, okay, let's go on to just a Golden Boy review quickly. Um, I don't think Bobbert... Yeah, I, I looked up Bobbert's player. Um, so I'll start with his. Celtic, their last game of the season uh, yesterday or today? Yeah. Yesterday. Uh, they won 7-0 against uh, oh, Johnstone, nice. St. Johnstone. Um, I don't know if they won the league. I think they did. Let me check. Uh, they did win the league, which is, which is great for them. Congratulations to Celtic. Uh, Leo Labada did score in the 78th minute. Uh, he did not assist anybody, but they won, so he ended up Who getting, cares? I think, a total of eight points for that game. Um, and I think his total then is up to like forty, if I had, if I, if I'm correct. I think he had thirty-two. I think like since that. he missed out on the episode, his points get cut in half. I think nah, that's only. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. No, that's fine. Maybe we'll do a a two-point dock or or a point dock. But I just I felt you know he's not committed. We he's got to understand the consequences <laughs> of of his actions. I mean, nah, nah, it's okay. <laughs> we'll give him a pass. We'll give him a pass. Right, um, but <laughs> now on to on to the goat, the undisputed goat, uh, Jordy. Uh, they did not do well. Uh, they lost five nil today. Um, nice. So yeah, it's Good. just a big negative two for me. Let me get my total out. Actually, I can tell you exactly how much I'm at. I think it brings me, brings me bolder overall. I believe. Um, oh, nice, good. So I'm at 15, 19, 17, 30, 35, 30. I'm at 36. So I think I'll be right, right underneath Bobbert. Um, mm. But we still have what seven games left, something like That's that. Not like that. So. We'll be fine. Uh, how did Ajax do? How did your boy do? Uh, Ajax played twice. Jurian only played once. Uh, he let in a goal, but Ajax oh, won. God. So that's plus, what, eight? Plus, they won twice. They won twice, yeah. Um, then that's plus six. Three points for everyone. Plus six. So I'm sitting at a comfortable four. Positive four? Positive four. Oh, my God. 
The push yeah. is on though. Low key. Uh, it's going. It's going well. Uh, you know, there's hope. How many? How many weeks do you have? Five game weeks left. Uh, they have. Let me tell you, it's five. So, okay, you'd have to get a win and clean sheet and a hat trick. <laughs> no, no, a win and clean sheet in every game will give you forty points. Because it's Perfect. three points for the win and five points for the clean sheet. I so you'd be on for fucking a month, bro. I mean, their goal difference is is still disgusting, eighty five to fifteen. So can we add points for goal difference? No, no, we cannot. <laughs> Why? You're not allowed to do that. Uh, what is what is limiting us from doing that? You know, seventy points would be a little heinous to add to your okay. score. No, I'm saying um, you get like a third of a goal difference added. Oh no, no, no shot. <laughs> It's just I feel like this competition may not be entirely fair at this point. Oh yeah, you did fuck it yourself, <laughs> unfortunately. Is Barrington Diaz back? Have we checked in on him? Uh, dog, I, you think I fucking look at what Barrington is doing on a weekly basis? Uh, he's out of contract this summer, actually. Fun fact. Oh, sick, fucking ideal. You'd love yeah. to see it. Uh, no, no, he is not back. I don't believe. Perfect. Or no, he is. Is he back? This is very indis- inconclusive. Anyways, um, so where we're standing now, I think Bobber's in first. I'm in second with six games to play, and Bob- Oscar's in last with eight ga- five games to play. Yeah. Um, so realistically, it's it's all on on Jurian Timber and Ajax if they can pull it through. Uh, yeah, which would be we're praying. That'd be so sick. Imagine the comeback Bro. though. Uh, yeah. Imagine it's down yeah, to the imagine. last game. Down to the last game, scores the winning header. Gives you oh, thirteen I, points and you move. Yeah, can we actually can we say for defenders if a score of it's like plus six? No, it's plus five. It's still it's still huge. It's still oh, a fair big enough. bonus. Yeah, it's just you get a clean sheet bonus as well. Yeah, fair. Um, okay, you ready to do predictions? I am. Let me bust out the old Premier League quickly so I can look at the matches coming forth. Oh wow, there's a lot of makeup matches here. To be honest, yeah. there's a lot of makeup matches. We'll just fly through these because there's like 15 games to go over. Yeah. So let's literally just go through them and then say who we win. If you want to throw a scoreline in so we can make a TikTok, we can do that as well. True. Um, all right. So Saturday, April 16th, Tottenham Brighton, the early kickoff. Never back the early kickoff. Brighton wins. Yeah, 100%. F- fuck Tottenham, bro. Yeah. Uh, Man United, Norwich. Uh, ooh, it'd be so funny. <laughs> it would be so funny. <laughs> But I really need Man United to win, so I'm going to go Man U. Actually, no, I'm going to go Norwich then. I'm going to yeah. go Norwich. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Logie, fuck um, Robbie. Brentford, Watford. I think Brentford wins. Um, Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. Southampton, Arsenal. Southampton wow. at home Bro, after getting uh, pumped. It's got to be the big Arsenal. Gunners they need it to I be. Die, they need I it right? to be. Yeah, please. Please. I'll give it Arsenal. I'll give it Arsenal here. I'm gonna go Arsenal three one. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Newcastle Leicester. It is. Let me. I'm checking where it's at. Oh, it's at St James. It's gonna be two nil Newcastle. I think Leicester have it, Loki. I'm not gonna lie. No, no, no. They're undefeated at home, bro. Oh, they they yeah, can't handle yeah. it. They can't handle it. Or two one, two one Newcastle, with a yeah. late goal from Leicester just to make it seem like they were close. The uh, Vardy penalty of the 89th. Yeah, I don't even know if Vardy's played this season, to be honest. I have no idea. Um, on to West Ham, Burnley. Please, West Ham. 
please. Uh, I'm praying Burnley. <laughs> so I back Burnley. I'm backing Burnley just in the hope that they lose, and then we get our buffer. Uh, and then on the th- on wait, okay, on Tuesday, April nineteenth, it's Liverpool Man United. If Liverpool don't win that game, they're terrible. <laughs> um, Actually, true. So I'm gonna say Liverpool three nil. Um, and then they have like a, and then Ronaldo will come out with a statement where he's unhappy. That's my sure. prediction. And then Wednesday, April twentieth, Everton Leicester. Uh, who's at home? Who's at home? Who's at home? Who's at home? We're at home. We lose. We lose two one. I love the optimism. You just you always it's reverse psychology. Put the bad energy out so it doesn't happen. Fair. Um, on to a big big game. This this could be defining. This could be it. Uh, Wednesday, April twentieth, Chelsea Arsenal. I'll tell you, you I'm back in my boys. Loki, wait, is it at the Emirates or is it? Oh fuck! No, it's at it's, it's at Stamford Bridge. Um, I'm still back in my boys. I honestly they blew I think, up I, at Stamford Bridge against. I think Madrid, it's doable. So. I think it's doable. I think the bridge is not very secure. I think we're gonna mm. get some little fucking rebellion action over there. I'm not gonna lie. See, I think I back that. I don't know when their next Champions League leg is. I'm Fair. not sure if it's that week or the week after. I imagine it's the week after because it's on a Wednesday. Yeah, most likely. Um, oh, no, they play on Tuesday the 12th of April, Chelsea, for their Champions League. So this will be after they go to Madrid where they get pumped 3-0. So I think that they win this game 2-0 against you guys know, um, just to bounce back from the, three, the 3-0 they get pumped at Madrid by. I think um, Odegaard Screamer. Hear me out. All right, I'll give you the 2-1. Uh, so then on to on to the other make makeup matches to finish out this week. Newcastle Crystal Palace or Newcastle at home. They are at home, so it's Newcastle again for me. Fair. They genuinely are they make they could make a push here. But then also Crystal Palace is very good. I'm underestimating Crystal Palace. I think Crystal Palace breaks their streak. I think Crystal Palace wins it. I'm gonna go yeah. two 0 Crystal Palace. And I think who's gonna get injured? Um, I think that Chris Wood is going to hurt his ankle in the 32nd minute, and that will stop them from from having a good striker up top. Bro, put a bet down on that. <laughs> I, want, I wonder if you can even bet that, like on an injury. That'd be <laughs> so really, really bad. Specific. Yeah. Like... Someone made someone made ten trillion dollars off of the Ericsson yeah. incident. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I put I put a dollar on Ericsson dying during the game. Yeah, I'd be a phenomenal. <laughs> Do you, okay, this is a to all the English listeners. I think I could get in trouble in England for saying this. Are there bets on when the Queen dies? Oh, bro, Loki, there should be. The old what hag's date, got what date are you saying? Sorry. What date are you saying? Dog, like in three months, June thirteenth. Be bro, ready. The old hag's got to go. I'm sorry, she's been here for too long. Like yeah, on uh, June thirteenth. What date are you going? Uh, May twenty fourth, my birthday. <laughs> I think she goes, um, dog. I don't. I don't see it. Onto the kings of England, Man City versus Brighton. Brian. Man City. Brian team really? the best team in the league. Changed my mind. It's just it's not because we lost to them, and it's not because we lost to them. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not because you lose to them every time you play them. No, Fuck no off. chance. <laughs> and then on to onto an absolute heater of a game. Burnley versus Southampton. Loki, Southampton. It's gotta be. Burnley. Burnley wins every game in the rest of the season. And they, they finish 
ninth. Imagine, actually, imagine. <laughs> I, would, I would kill myself. I'd be so sad. Um, I think that pretty much rounds it out for this episode. Um, thank you guys for everyone who's listened in the whole time. We appreciate you. I hope you didn't mind just the two of us having a discussion. Um, hope it was still interesting enough. Should be back to normal next week. Uh, and then hopefully in, in what, what was it, Oscar? Like four weeks, we think? Yeah, four, four or five episodes time, somewhere around there. Yeah, four or five episodes time, you'll get us in person, and then you'll start getting some more content in person as well. Yeah, uh, so look forward to that. That good shit. Yeah, you just know? make sure you guys are following us. Give us a five star rating. Follow us on TikTok and true TikTok Twitter, and Twitter. Fucking yeah. What else do we have? Uh, that's uh, it. that's all we need for now. We'll we'll yeah, let you guys fair. know more when it gets closer. But it's at WKB Pod wherever you want to follow us. Um, so yeah, we appreciate you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye bye. Goodbye.